You know, it was so crazy to me that he just was so insistent that I go to Dallas. I told him that I couldn't, but he just was not going to let up. He was like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Long story short, I later find out everybody in the house was killed. And if I hadn't went to Dallas, I probably wouldn't have been here today. But we're going to get into all of that. First, I have to introduce myself to the new people. The old people know who I am, but the new people, I have to introduce myself to you guys. I am Dee Fitz, the designer, and you have just logged on to Blue Shrimp Moscato. Some of the best stories are told with a glass of Moscato and a little side plate of shrimp. No matter how you want to have it, pull and peel, fried shrimp, grilled, blackened. I mean, it's just some of the best stories are told that way. Anyway, Blue Shirt Moscato, what's in the name? What is it? Where did I get it from? I literally just pulled it out of the sky. It's my favorite wine, my favorite food, and my favorite color. Okay? Okay. Anyway, guys, again, thank you for logging on. I want to get right into this story because when you hear this, it's going to be my anniversary. And I'm trying to be laid up with the boo, okay? Your girl is married, and I am just trying to be up under up under my baby, up under my guy. So we got some stuff planned for today, as well as the rest of the week into the weekend. And I'm excited about it, so I can't stay on this too long. This is going to be my last story about Mr. BMW. Cause Mr. BMW, I'm just gonna let y'all know right now, I think he tried to have me killed. I don't know why, I don't know what I did, but I really think that he was trying to have me killed. And I'm gonna go ahead and get into that. I just wanna make sure that y'all know to go and visit my website, www.defitsthedesigner.com. I do a lot more than just podcasting and telling you guys stories about my life. I'm a businesswoman. I'm an investor. I have a lot of stuff going on that I think you guys would be interested in. I'm a photographer, a graphic designer, a web designer. So if you ever need any of those services, make sure you visit me at www.defitsthedesigner.com. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. At this point, if you have been following the story, last week I told you guys that I was bold enough to ask Mr. BMW to put me on, and he did. Fast forward, I have made many trips up and down the highway for Mr. BMW. Now, before I really get into that part, I have to let you know, before I actually got started with the driving, I had to meet the person that I was going to be driving to. And I met this guy. He flew all the way to Montgomery, no bags or anything, which is really sus when you go through the airport. I don't recommend you not having no bag and I don't recommend you paying cash for your ticket, but he did both of those things. So he came through, Mr. BMW gave me an address to come to, to come and meet him. So I came, we met up and then we went to dinner and 
you know, he was a, a cool guy. He was a, a cool dude, and I never learned his real name, and he never learned my real name. I called him the Aztec. Definitely was Mexican, and he was not... He was not with the shits, okay? He did not play any games. I could tell that. He barely laughed. He was very anxious. I wouldn't say anxious because he was really cool. But I would say that he always looked around. He did not sit with his back to any exits. And that's just kind of like in that world, you don't sit that way. So we all kind of did not want to sit with our back to the exit. But he really was he really was looking over his shoulder. But all in all, he was a cool dude. And I got to learn a little bit more about him because he gave me about $300 to take him to Atlanta, to the airport. When he came to visit, he said, hey, can you take me to the airport? And I drove him to the airport from Montgomery, which is like a two-hour drive. And we talked the whole way. I was really sleepy. I remember being really, really sleepy that day but we had an opportunity to just chop it up and discuss you know we didn't discuss the work part but we did just just discuss our lives he told me that he had kids and he lived with his girl and close with his mom and stuff and I told him I was close with my mom and he he just was like a normal dude if you had to see him in the street you probably would think he was have been in prison a couple times, maybe just by looking at him because he did have a lot of tattoos. And I'm not saying because you have tattoos, that means you look like you've been in prison. I'm saying the type of tattoos that he had looked like prison tattoos. All in all, he was just a regular dude. Like he really was a good dude. And I never had a feeling that he was going to ever try to do anything bad to me or do any kind of harm I mean in this game you have to be able to read people and just go off of your gut feeling and my gut feeling never told me that he was a bad person fast forward to where I was where I started talking from I had been taking trips I had been going to the Aztec the process was I would go to the house back my car into a garage and he would close the garage give me another set of keys this set of keys was to another vehicle he had rented for me so that I could go out and do what I wanted to do in the city take a nap sleep whatever I had to do he would go do what he had to do with my car and then I would come back get the car and just drive back to Montgomery that was it for a long time that's all I did I never went into his house I never spoke to his family. I never did any of that. It was real clockwork, real transactional. After some time though, I did eventually meet the babies because I pulled up one time and the, the kids were outside and with their mom and I did start talking to them and they were cool. And I actually met his mother one time because they was having or preparing for a party and I met the family. They were really cool. And so it started to be when I would come, I would make it my point or one of one of the main things that I would do is to speak to the family. Now we're to the point where Mr. BMW is, we're not, we're really just kind of co-workers at this time. Well, he's just my boss. And 
we're not really vibing like that. We're still cool and cordial, but it's real business-like at this point. I don't know if he felt like I was liking the Aztec. I don't even know if it was, I don't know with him because he was a hard read. And truth be told, I really didn't know much about me, Mr. BMW. I did not know his real name, if I have to be honest, because he had several IDs. So I didn't know which one, I didn't know who he was, really. I knew little stories he would tell me about his life, but he never gave names and he really never gave locations. So that was that. And that kind of stuff in this line of work is common because if I get locked up for whatever, I don't really have anything I can say to lead police back to him. And if I was smart in the beginning, I would have made that about myself, but he knew so much about me. Anyway, moving on, there came a time where he hit me up on a Thursday. Well, it was on a Wednesday and he said, hey, I need you to go to Dallas this weekend. Now, this particular weekend, I was not supposed to go. I actually had a track meet scheduled for that weekend. Now, I never told you guys this, but I did run track and field at Alabama State. And so that particular weekend, I had a track meet that I had to go to. So he was like, can you miss it? And I told him, uh, no, I can't. So... This was earlier in on that Wednesday, and then he seemed very pissed that I was not willing to miss the track meet. At this point, I had money. I didn't have to, I, I wasn't pressed for making this money this time. So when I went to the, when I went to track practice that day, our coach had told us that we were not going to go to the meet that we had scheduled. So when I got out of practice, I called Mr. BMW and I said, hey, um, I'm actually going to be able to go. We don't have a meet scheduled now. It was canceled. So Mr. BMW is like, cool, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, give me details. And that was going to be that. He said, leave on this day, come back on this day. You know, we just kind of went through all the things that we normally go through when lining this up, this kind of stuff up. Anyway, so Thursday comes, and at the end of my Thursday practice, my coach says, changing plans, I found a new meet, and we're going to go to that one. It's close by, so you guys will go to the meet, and then we'll come back. We don't have to stay overnight. But that meant I couldn't go to Dallas now. So at the end of practice, I called Mr. BMW, and I said, hey, sorry, you know, um, we actually picked up a meet and I'm not going to be able to go. So Mr. BMW was very silent on the phone. And this is the first time that I've ever seen him angry towards me. And he said some choice words. And he also was like, I cannot believe that you would do this. This is a business. When you give your word, you keep your word. I mean, he was really upset about it. Uh, later on that night, I was a little nervous, okay? I had every door, everything that he had did. If you listen to my last episode, um, when he would come in the house and all the security measures that he would take, 
I did the same thing that night because I was a little shook at how he had spoke to me on the phone. And I remember him calling and I just did not pick up because he called that night and I just didn't pick up because I was really nervous. Like you are real upset when initially I could not, this was not my weekend to even do anything. You got my schedule. I'm not even trying to do this. So he called back again after I mean he called I didn't answer because I was shook and then he called again and I didn't answer still shook and he texted me like answer the phone I'm trying to apologize and so when he called again I picked up he was like you know I'm not the type to keep blowing up anybody's phone and I was just like yeah you know what's up and he said, I want to apologize to you for how I acted earlier. Um, I'm just really under some extreme stress right now. And I need you to go and get that for me in Dallas. So whatever I have to pay you, if I need to pay you double, I'll pay you double. But I just really need you to go to Dallas and do that for me. And I told him that... You know, I draw the line when it comes to my responsibilities for track and field. It's a team sport. You know, I'm on a relay, so I cannot just not go. You know, I have to go. So he was very quiet, but just I couldn't tell that he was upset. And he was like, all right, it hung up. He didn't say bye. He didn't say, I'll talk to you later. He didn't say, I'll holler at you later. None of that. He just hung up. Do y'all know, I did not, he did not call me. I did not talk to him. He did not call me. I did not talk to him for a long time after that. And I did not call him either because it's just really weird. And I just did not want to, I just didn't want no problems at this point. I was just like, Look, this is getting crazy. He's acting weird. Um, and like I said, you have to use your gut feeling. Something fell off about all of this. Something fell off. I've never seen him with a strong sense of urgency. He always played it cool. He never pressed me about anything. It was like, hey, if you want to do it, you want to do it. If you don't, cool. There's a thousand other people that I can get to do it. That was his attitude. So for him to be like, you have to go. Well, you have to go. Like he really was like out of character. And so I just really was like, I'm happy you're not calling me. I'm I'm happy that I'm not hearing from you. And I didn't really go to many places after that because I just kind of felt like something was off. Like, why are you pressing me to go to Dallas like this? Like, this is crazy to me. So... I ended up running into Mr. BMW at a party and he was not in the party. He was in the parking lot of that party. And I just was like, what's up? How you doing? And he was like, I have to holler at you. So I was just kind of like, um, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I just want to know how you doing. I'm about to, it was, I was being cordial. I'm about to go inside of this party. Anyway, I was like, cool. I got into his car, the same BMW. 
and we started talking and he was like, so, you know, such and such, this dude's name, which he was referring to the Aztec. And I said, yeah, what's up? What's up with him? He was like, he ain't with us no more. And I said, he ain't with us no more when he got locked up, you know? He was like, nah, the family, him and the family, they got killed. And so I was like, really? Like, really? And I didn't want to press him for no, no information about it. He said he knew what he signed up for, and that's just a game. And he looked at me trying to get a response. He's, well, I think he, was, he looked at me trying to get a feel for how I was going to react to that. Did I look scared or whatever? I kept a real straight face. And I said, yep, that's part of the game. And I said to him, I want you to stay safe out here because I don't want to lose you. And he looked at me like kind of, you know, shocked that I would say something like that. And he said, I don't think I want to lose you either. So we had that little moment in the car, but it was one of those, this is it, have a nice life kind of situation. And I got out the car, and that was that. Like, I, I got out the car, walked into the party, and that was that. I did not see him for a long time. I did run into him again at my probate show when I became a Zeta, and he was there. I did not even know that he knew to even be there. Like, apparently he had been keeping tabs on how I was moving. And he had a gift for me and he had uh, money in the bag and he kind of came in and he slid back out and he said, you did a good job. And and he just kind of left again. And that was that. Like, I didn't really see him afterwards. And it was really creepy. <laughs> like, every time I play it back in my head, that whole process the whole everything was really 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 kind of creepy to me now the reason why I say I'm not sure if he tried to have me killed I'm not sure if he even had anything to do with how the Aztec got killed but I looked it up online and I was putting in the address I was just trying to see if any news stories came out about what happened to the Aztec Mind you, I don't know his name, but I do have an address. And this had to be something really serious if the whole family was killed. So I looked it up and lo and behold, there was a story about a man and they gave his real name, but I'm not gonna tell the real name, um, but it has stuck with me all these years. And the day that they were killed, was the day I was supposed to go. The day that they were killed was the day I was supposed to be there. When I found that out, I just prayed to God that I would never see Mr. BMW again. I would think, you would think that I would want out of that whole lifestyle, that whole profession. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. It actually made me want to be smarter in how I was moving, 
uh, study the game a little bit more to make sure that what happened to the Aztec did not happen to me. And you know, in the in that game, you cannot assure that. You know, you don't know who's your friend. You don't know who to trust. You don't know anything. Case in point, Mr. BMW. Did he know what was going to happen? Was he just trying to get me to... He knew that that was going to happen. So he was trying to get me to get there so we can get that last load or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But the thought scares me. And to this day, I still feel what I felt when I researched and found out that the day the Aztec and his family was killed, I was supposed to be there and I could have been killed too. What I learned from that experience with Mr. BMW was really how to move and how to read people, how to set things up. Uh, it's chess, not checkers, how to be two or three steps ahead of people. A lot of that stuff I learned from my dad, but it was just through conversation. Mr. BMW gave me hands-on training. I, he, I was sitting in the car with him some days and he would just kind of point out people and you know, tell me who's who and this is how you know about if a person is stinky or not. I mean, like he really gave me the game. I really learned a lot from him. I would say that I don't regret that time in my life. It was definitely needed. It helped me to become who I am today. It really has. Like all the experiences that we experience help us become who we are right now, whether they're good or whether they're bad. And I'm that type of person that stays two or three steps ahead of a person. I'm that type of person that reads people before we even start speaking. I'm that type of person that knows how to set things up and I know how to knock things down. I learned a lot of this from my time with Mr. BMW. So, you know, it was a good time some days and then other days it was just a really murky situation. Anyway, I thank God for all of that. And I also thank God that you guys sat through this whole thing and rocked with me the whole time. I told you, I am grateful for all of you. I am Defist the Designer. Thank you so much for logging on to Blue Shrimp Moscato. Wherever you are listening to this, make sure you click subscribe. I got a good story coming for y'all next week. I'm going to start this whole series. Um, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And I also have some special guests coming to tell some stories as well. So you have to subscribe. And also, please leave a review. It really, really helps me because the more you guys subscribe and the more you guys leave reviews, then they're going to showcase my podcast just for, you know, when people are scrolling to find something to watch. So the people that don't know me, in other words, but y'all know me. I love you guys. Jesus loves you too. Have a awesome day. Goodbye.